The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? We're back! Thank you, Sam Ellinger, for the intro as, yes, we are back. Bear, we will get to the Italian travels later on. But let's face it, everybody is here. Everybody's been asking, Twitter, Instagram, texting, whatever. When is your pod coming out? We're here. So let's get right to the picks. Do you have anything else before we start, buddy? Hello to you. Well, hello to you. It's, it's good seeing you again. <laughs> For those not not aware, we're sporting the uh, the UTSA Roadrunner hat there. Sharp lid, by the way. Big Very year. Sharp Big year for the Roadrunners. Potentially. They're up but at the, the top of the list of win totals. Are they? Yeah, they're up there it. with a little eight in go, front go, of why don't, why don't you, 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 you went to that one or? No, 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 no. I, I have others uh, that we will get to. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's jump in. Um, you have five. I have five. Then we're going to get to the picks that we've already put in for the season, whether it's a Heisman Trophy winner, whether it's a, a week one line, whether it's a win the conference, win a division. We'll get to those. And then we'll have some fun on the back end and just things we're looking ahead to. We're going to be with you every week um, from here on out to the season. We're going to try and do some two conferences every week until the start of the season is what we have planned. Maybe we want some guests uh, on there. Maybe you guys want to reach out and and, and tell us who you want on the pod, who's been good guests for us before. Um, But we are here. Uh, The season is is getting closer. Um, So I'm going to dive in first, Bear, with my first one. Uh, And the coaches poll just came out about – a half hour before we tape this. And I'm not sure we're going to have many teams ranked in that thing, but that's why the people <laughs> are here. They want the off-the-board picks. Uh, but these are my my favorite five after looking at this the last couple of weeks. Um, I will have more as the season gets gets into it. But um, I'm going to the ACC. Uh, I'm going BC over seven. Uh, I really like what Halfley's done. Um you know, you read his quotes. He, you know, they were one of the you first. You got a good teams. number. You got a good number there at seven. I think. I think yeah, that's that's that's, that's uh, Caesars right there. So we're we're jumping on that bad boy. Uh, but getting back, Halfley. You know, he admitted. Uh, I want to say they were one of the first teams to shut it down uh, when everything got shut down, and that's tough. I mean, they waited on Jerkovic as a transfer, no spring ball, him coming in. Uh, Halfley admits, you know, they had to keep everything extra vanilla. Um, four of their five losses last year were to ranked teams, and that included two losses by a combined 10 points to Clemson in, in North Carolina. I love Dracovic coming back. I love the talent they have at receivers. Zay Flowers could be one of the top receivers, or I think he is one of the top receivers in the ACC. Jalen Gill, who followed Halfley from Ohio State's there. And they also got Alex Sinkfield from West Virginia, uh, who's a speedy guy. And another guy I saw you know, a couple things been written up the last couple of days, they got the, the FCS uh, All-American tight end, Trey Berry from Jacksonville State. So I think he's going to be a, a huge threat. They have all five on the uh, back on the O-line. No coaching changes. Uh, now, they haven't won eight games since 2009. You know, the O's exactly seven games. Yep. No Notre Dame, no North Carolina, no Miami on the schedule. I really think they got some, some you know, top three draft picks on that offensive line. Uh, top, I should say top three round type of guys. 
Uh, so I like that stability. I, I trust Halfley with the defense. And I like BCO uh, over seven a lot. Uh, that's my first one for you. Yeah, the interesting thing is going to be see whether they can uh, uh, crack through and, and win a game against a, a ranked opponent. I yeah. I think it's what nineteen straight now against yeah. ranked teams, and mm-hmm. but, but look, uh, Halfley last year, the the, the buy-in, uh, Jokovic is an absolute, I mean, savior for for that program yeah. to give them the threat of a passing game for the first time in a long time. So I can totally see that with you. Seven and certainly don't see seven, uh, six and six. I, I think I think seven and five is is probably uh, the, the most likely. You're, you're, you're running down the schedule. I mean, the only game that uh, they aren't going to win. Is that Clemson? Everything else is certainly something uh, going into the year that you you can expect BC to be in that game. So I'm with you on the uh, on the over there. Over there, that would be the uh, the side I would play. I, I will say I love they went toe to toe with Clemson last year. I love that they've seen it. They know what they're getting into. And like I said, I'm over seven. I, I, I like them a lot this year. I can see double digits. I really could. So you're starting positive. <laughs> I'll start positive as well. How, how there we go. There usually, we go. Usually I'm Mr. Negative and I'm, I'm, I'm a downer and everything, but uh, I'm going to start positive and, and Oregon over nine, even if the ducks lose in, in Columbus, is it nine and three, like, like a worst case scenario for them this year? Mm. I think they're going to be better than everybody they play on their PAC 12 schedule. They, they don't face a, uh, USC, USC and Arizona State from, from mm-hmm. the South, which is a massive deal. The recruiting classes that they have signed in the last five years have been unbelievable. Uh, they, they have kind of supplanted USC as a, the, the, the best recruiting classes in that conference. Defensively, I, I know you have to replace Andy Avalos, which is a big deal. But uh, Tinder Ruder comes back and he is certainly, we've seen his Cal defenses be very, very successful. He's familiar with the Pac-12, and that, and that defense, what, what makes this Oregon team different from a lot of other uh, Oregon teams in the past, they, Chip had some good defenses. They had some some dudes on, on the defense that uh, helped get them to the title game. But but this, I think, uh, you've got a guy like Thibodeau. you, you got Noah Sewell, who is going to be uh, an absolute stud. Justin Flo is back. they got a lot of guys coming back on that defense. But uh, if you're losing Columbus – is it nine and three like the worst possible case scenario? And I still think ten and two at least is very likely. I think they're going to be fine at quarterback, even without, uh, even with, with Shuck on. Shuck kind of after that like Pac-12 title game, he kind of his play really went downhill, and I don't think it's as big of a loss as people uh, might believe. I, I think with Brown and the, and the freshman that they have uh, yes. who enrolled early, I think they're going to be fine. I think Moorhead has a ton of weapons at his disposal. Uh, the offensive line comes back nearly intact. So uh, maybe they get tripped up potentially uh, on the road, either in Seattle or in Salt Lake, but top to bottom, this I think this is the best uh, roster in the Pac-12. And and I think nine and three is worst case scenario, but I think Oregon over uh, is something that I, that I am on board with here. I'm interested to see what, uh, and like you said, with Shuck and Moorhead, I'll take Moorhead all day. Give me him for another year to figure it out. Now, I do think the schedule is interesting because Fresno State uh, is going to come in with a game played against UConn, who we will get to, uh, and then at <laughs> Ohio State, September 11th. And then you have Stony Brook 
in Arizona before they go to Stanford October 2nd. So if he wants to stay with the veteran Brown in that raucous you know, atmosphere in Columbus, I could see that. And then you got two-week window where you could play the young kid. And if that's your guy going forward, that's a nice, nice setup to have for them. So I, I think that's a big move for Moorhead uh, and, and company uh, regarding the quarterback position. We know how important that is to that team and you know to every other team. Uh, obviously, especially when you have the you know postseason aspirations, um, but yeah, I, I think Oregon might be in, in in a class of their own when it comes to the conference, especially when you're talking wins and not having to play Arizona State and USC, as you mentioned. Uh, I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to the MAC and I'm going to Toledo. Over eight and a half, they got talent all over the place. Twenty-one returning starters. Somebody told me they got six potential draft picks on this team. They got a big play receivers. They got running backs. You know, the offense is already good. They averaged 35 last year. And I think they got a big jump on the defensive side of the ball. You know, scouts are telling me, you know, they got an NFL corner in, in Sam Womack, NFL safety in Tyson Anderson. The defensive end, Jamal Hines, is, is, is a legit player. Um, they got an interesting game at week two in South Bend uh, where Notre Dame is going to be coming off that game in Tallahassee. So I think it's going to be a, and right, a time. And right before the game against uh, Wisconsin, too. I think, right? Yeah, um, perfect sandwich type game. You know, uh, they get Col- you know they get Colorado State coming to them. Uh, you know, early in the year after that Notre Dame game. So I like Toledo a lot this year in the MAC, and I really, really like them over eight and a half uh, as far as that thing goes. And, and it goes to the talent they have and, and the coaching staff. I just really like what they have there in Toledo. And the good thing, too, is they get they get very beatable, bad teams on the road, too, with Bowling Green and UMass. I mean, yep. those, you don't want to waste your home games Correct. on teams that you can beat away from home. So the fact that they get two of the worst teams in the country uh, like that on the road is also uh, a bonus for, mm-hmm. uh, for Toledo. Very good. All right. Well, you've uh, <laughs> you, you you've uh, gone gone positive route again. Now the uh, the Under Express is about to leave the leave the station here. All right. And I'm going to drive a drive a stake through the heart of a lot of people right now oh, by boy. doing this because we, we we got back together last year and it was a beautiful one year uh, fling that we had after some some rocky turbulence. And, and I'm going to go under on Indiana. Okay. Um, it's I see I, I played Indiana under eight. Uh, I think there are still some eights out there. Uh, there might be seven and a half. I just don't see uh, this team going nine and three. Um, you lose Kane Walmack, uh, defensive coordinator, who's now down at, at South Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lose Jamar Johnson, who is one of the the leaders on that defense. And you just wonder: last year, was it real? Or was it just total circumstances uh, as to everything that was going on? Uh, the, 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 for the first game of the year, you get Penn State. The conversion, Penix didn't get in, but they they ruled it. They really got in and, and they won the game. That was a, a springboard to to what happened the rest of the year. You beat Maryland, who who is as Jekyll and Hyde as anybody mm-hmm. last year. You beat an awful Michigan State team. You beat a Michigan team who is as bad as they are ever going to be uh, you beat Rutgers who it, it, it was a perfect spot to take on Rutgers and then Wisconsin had all sorts of problems last year and was basically playing out the string now you got to give them credit they won those games and, and, and I mean uh, some of the superlatives for 
Indiana last year, and beaten Michigan for the first time since 87, beaten Wisconsin for the first time since 2002, uh, beaten a top 10 team for the first time in, in 30 somewhat years. And that is all great. But, but, but I just wonder about the offense here. Panic still hasn't made, made it through a year. You lose impact players on that offense and what player in, in Stevie Scott. The offensive line has been bad uh, as well. So I just am a little bit concerned about IU moving forward here. Looking at the schedule, like right off the bat, you've got a game at Kinnick, which is not going to be an easy game. Uh, you've got Ohio State. You've got Cincinnati. You've got a lot of difficult games. And I just I just don't see 9-3. and three. If I push on 8-4, and four, uh, that's fine. I, I'm mm-hmm. gonna deal with that, but I, I don't think I'm losing uh, eight, nine, and three. I think, so. and then look, like eight and four for Indiana. Take last year out of the equation. Oh, that's a great year for them. Absolutely. And even 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 if they go seven and five, that that's a good year for Indiana. But uh, I do like what Tom Allen's doing there. Obviously, those kids are buying in, and uh, it's clear it's a program that's on the on the improve. I, I just think little too much of an expectation level now. Well, for for IU, so I'm going to be under eight on Indiana. Okay, um, let's leave it to Bear to go 20 minutes into a podcast and be negative about the nicest guy in the world, Tom Allen. Uh, so we'll move on. I'm going to stay in the big props. I just don't. Think <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just messing with you. You know, people will have fun with that. Um, I'm going to stay in the Big Ten East. I'm going to do Penn State here. Okay, now mm. I really like the hire of Mike Yersich. Franklin wanted yes. him originally and then he took you know i would imagine he, he looked at the check that tom herman was giving him at, in austin and he went there but now he's got him uh at penn state i i really like clifford as a quarterback i i love the way he plays it's, it's reckless and i but i do worry about it they also have a stutter rasheed walker left tackle Jahan dotson could be the best receiver in the acc and noah kane who they lost in the season opener to that indiana game i think it was the first series um, we'll be back. But when I look at Penn State as a whole, I look at that schedule. Now, you and I have gone back and forth about that mm-hmm. week one game in Madison. Yep. I don't think they've played there since 2012, if if, if my research yeah, is right. I, th- I think you're right. I think that's the, the Erasmus James game where like Erasmus James knocked out oh, like yeah. three Penn State quarterbacks and Frank Ganner's son, I think, actually mm. wound up playing quarterback that game. It was, and, a, it was a wild night in, in Madtown. There's plenty of good. To me – it's just there's the schedule. There's no let up. Um, you know, Wisconsin, you know, at Madison to start. You got Ball State, Auburn, and then you got Indiana, as you mentioned. You know, later in the year, they go to Iowa, they go to Ohio State. You got to replace NFL defensive guys like Owe and Tony, you know, up front. I saw they just had another in season ending injury come out yesterday on their front seven. And with Clifford, as much as I love him. He is fearless. He's a reckless player. He he plays, and that's what I love about him. But they don't have anything behind him with experience with Levis going to Correct. Kentucky. They got two guys in, in Taquan Robertson and Christian Viu who don't have a snap, college snap of experience. And if some, you know, Clifford's shown, you know, he, he gets dinged and comes out. And, you know, they had the package for Levis last year. But to me, in its totality, and I went back, that great recruiting class they had in 2018, there's only 11 guys left from that recruiting class on the roster. Now, Franklin's done a great job of jumpstarting everything, and they're killing it recruiting now. But as far as this year goes, and that win total at nine, I'm going to go under there because I still think 
There's there's some tough games, and I always like the quick results here when we're talking season win totals to try and get out in front of that. I'll tell you right now, if they win at Madison, we got a loser. I'll tell you right now because that's one I had penciled in as a loss. Uh, but you still have games. That, a, I wouldn't say a loser. It's still, it's still it's, pushy at Ohio State, at Iowa, and they, they certainly slip up. But everybody else is at else. home. You know, mm-hmm. you get Auburn at home, you get Indiana at home, you get Michigan at home. Uh, so that's going to be one we got our eyes on early on. And uh, I'm going to go under Penn State, uh, under nine there as my third pick. You hit on the coordinator change again with uh, Yersich. Third yeah. different coordinator for Clifford. And, and mm-hmm. what is that now? Like five now for uh, for, for James Franklin in his tenure at Penn State. A lot of turnover at that uh, offensive coordinator position, which I guess, guess could be viewed as, as a positive or a negative that guys are uh, moving for moving on for uh, bigger and better jobs, but at the same time they're uh, they're quick to bolt as well. So mm-hmm. interesting, interesting uh, season I think coming up in State College. Yeah. Remember, like, that was a weird year they had last year. Really weird. I mean, I, I mean, you, and you, I give them all the credit for bouncing back. Yes, uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. You, you you really should have beaten Indiana. You really should have beaten Nebraska. You're sitting there at, at 0 and five, and and you run the slate to to really. So that that is definitely a. Uh, a positive for, uh, for for Penn State at least that they did not quit on this on the season last year and, and they did rally. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. We do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm going to continue the uh, <laughs> the the, un, the under. Hey, look, you, you didn't. I'm not. I'm not coming here. Look, look at looking at bed overs. I'm not. I'm not happy, happy, joy, joy. I'm a, I'm a realist, and I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to Conference USA, and I'm going to bet under three and a half for Old Dominion. Oh. Uh, it's a team that didn't play last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, you mentioned Penn State former offensive coordinator Ricky Ronnie is now, yeah, uh, at at ODU. Uh, this is a team that went one and eleven in 2019. Uh, they should beat Hampton. They won't win a, another non-conference game. Uh, you really don't know like like what's there. Like, I, I think they're well behind everybody uh, in Conference USA East, so they're likely not going to win any games there. And, and they're probably behind UTEP in Conference USA West, and they got to go to UTEP. I just mm. don't see four wins on on that um, Old Dominion schedule. I mean, I mean, I mean Liberty on the road. I'm going to be Liberty, Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo still got some players and. Your road games, UTEP, who we talked about, is a, a toss at Marshall. They're not going to win at Marshall. Uh, they're at FIU. They're at Middle Tennessee. And, and I, I just – this is a team, I think, that is just completely starting over. They're going to be happy to be on the field, and uh, whatever happens, happens. But uh, I don't think this is a four-win team. So I'm going to go under three and a half on, uh, on the Monarchs. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick up the spirits here, and we're going to the, we're gonna go to the rent, and it's UConn. Pick up the spirits. Um, it is UConn football, who, speaking of, we have not seen in a long time. And Another looking team back, really just, just like Old Dominion, haven't seen them in a while either. Yeah, and looking back, man, was it bad. Uh, 
in 18 and 19. In 18, Edsel's team gives up 8.8 yards per play. In 19, they got better, only gave up seven yards per play. Average giving up 467 yards and 41 points per game. Opponents went over 50% on third downs against Is them. Is that good? Mm, it's good for the teams that are playing them. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the deal. They're independent now, okay? And the schedule has multiple chances to get oh, – we need three wins. The over-under is two and a half, okay? We open the season against – at Fresno State, who I might be giving out Fresno State. We'll talk that game uh, in a bit. Who's, I think it's at 28 uh, right now. I actually think uh, Fresno State's going to be pretty good there. I, I really like their head coach. Um, and then they get Holy Cross, okay? Got to win that one. Then you got Purdue at Army. Edsel's had, you know, experience playing against Army. You never know. They get Wyoming, who, you know, has a high win total. I think Wyoming's in the eight. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're one of the Wyoming's higher win totals in the Mountain West. You know, then you get at Vanderbilt, and then you got UMass. You get three weeks in October, baby. Yes. UMass, UMass Yale, Yale, Middle Tennessee. Tennessee. And here's the best thing. You know whether you got a winner or a loser by October 22nd because they finish at Clemson at UCF, and versus Houston. <laughs> You're not getting any of those. Uh, they do have a stud running back in Kevin Mensah. Give him the ball over 200 times this year, Randy Edsel. Just give it to him. Good things will happen. But I do think as bad as things were, they're better than those teams. Hopefully we don't even need the Middle Tennessee game. Hopefully we already got our three before that with Holy Cross, UMass, and Yale. So give me UConn. I can't believe I'm saying this. Give me UConn. Over two and a half. Let's get that three wins. Back to you. Under one and a half. What? Y'all Monroe. Um, look, this is a team that defensively is terrible. Um, it's not even a lock that they beat Coach Sanders' team uh, to start the year. Yeah, uh, we, we actually not even to start the year. They, they Kentucky start the year, and they're going to win that game. Get, and then, and then, and then they got coach, and then they got coach Sanders' team uh, in in Monroe. Um, they had one game last year that was decided by fewer than eighteen points. Uh, mm. Rich Rod is the coordinator. Terry Bowden, year one in a weird hire. Like I don't think anybody saw that like that hire coming. Mm-mm. But uh, Rich Rod's son, Rhett, might wind up being the quarterback. He's there with him. Uh, you look down the two deep, it's just a bunch of freshmen and sophomores who have never played. Um, even if they got some guys coming in from the portal, like this is a this is a complete year zero reboot type team. So I, I just – don't see a win. Like, 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 here's the schedule just for those, like, under oh, one I got and it in front of me. <laughs> under one and a half, and you're going to give them a win against uh, Jackson State, so they just got to win one more game. Okay, well, Kentucky's a loss at Kentucky. Troy, they're not beating Troy. At Coastal, that's that's yeah. a loss. Georgia State is a good team, and I thought mm-hmm. about going. Uh, Georgia State is a sleeper potential to win the conference. Liberty, they're not beating. Mm-hmm. South Alabama's going to be improve with, with Womack there. And uh, they were a, a better team than their record indicated uh, last year as well. At App State, they're not winning. They're not going to be able to slow down Texas State. No. Arkansas State with, uh, with, 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 with Butch down, they're not going to beat them. And then they go to LSU and then they go to uh, uh, Louisiana. Raising Cajuns put up 70 on them last year. Yeah. They lost 38-14 to South Alabama last year. 
Uh, a lot of love for the Jags down south this year with all the transfers and new hires. There should be. There, there totally should be. We, we, we might talk about them a little bit later in the podcast as well. So UL Monroe mm-hmm. under one and a half is, uh, is another one of my uh, win totals that I like. That's my, uh, I think that's my fourth, right? Fourth or third? Yep, that's fourth. your fourth. fourth. My fifth is a, is a big one because I'll have my, I'll definitely be watching this week one. And it's Kansas State with Coach Kleiman. Uh, they open up with Stanford at Jerry World. Um, and then they uh, they also have Nevada week three. I think Kansas State's going to be 3-0. and Then they go Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and um, Iowa State. So 3-0 and to maybe 3-3. Three and I love they got Skylar Thompson back. I also love the idea their backup was a true freshman last year, Will Howard, got thrown to the Wolves the week after Skylar Thompson beat Oklahoma, and Howard had to play the rest of the way. Now, the offensive line wasn't great, but they get all those guys back. They get a spring ball. Kleiman, I thought, was really honest in, in his assessment of his staff last year, saying, you know, we're not making excuses for COVID. We didn't do things the way we should have as a coaching staff. So I really think there, there's a buyback in there. Uh, they did still start 4-0 and in the Big 12 last yeah, year. and then the quarterback before, injury killed them. Yeah, before everything just went haywire. And at the back end of the schedule, if we could get three or even two and one to start the season, you got games at Texas Tech. I know people like TCU, but you get TCU in Manhattan, at KU, you get West Virginia at home, and Baylor at home before a trip to you know Austin and Texas to finish the year. I, I'm a believer in climbing. They have five starters in the transfer portal that came in and are going to play for them. Uh, I like that idea of his of his 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 offense. I do like the idea that he's brought a different style, you know, to the Big 12 and and has done well. You know, yeah, he probably overachieved in that first year with Snyder's players, but now they've had a full year of getting things the way he wants them. We know how good and how cranked up he had it in Fargo. I'm not saying they're going to be that good, but I do see six wins on the schedule for Kansas State here. So give me the over five and a half for Kansas State this year. I'm going to go move to the ACC and go with another under. Okay. And I'm going to go uh, under on Louisville. Now, I already bet this mm. seven. Uh, okay. I don't know if seven's still out there, but six uh, and a half, I, I still do like it. It's six and a half. Just a weird vibe I get out of Louisville. Like, I, I thought they'd be making much more progress by now, but Satterfield out there, like, kind of lurking, maybe hunting for some other jobs. I don't think he kind of was. I think he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you said it, not me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put it nice and soft, and not really mm-hmm. uh, just rig them over the coals. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a weird situation. That you look at the non-conference, you get Kentucky, UCF, and Ole Miss, and you, you might go zero three in those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, BC and NC State are going to be better. You, you talked about BC uh, at length earlier. Uh, the defense yeah. is is not good. Offense last year struggled against every good defense that they faced. And now uh, you got to wonder, is Cunningham the guy at quarterback or, or not? You lose JV and Hawkins, you lose both wide receivers. It just, I don't know, man. I think this program, the offensive line, like I talked about, is terrible. And it's not just like a one or a two year deal. You go back over the last like five, six years and no one's allowed more sacks uh, in the country than Louisville. So th- th- there's, uh, what I thought was going to kind of be like a, a one or a two year purge of all everything bad that Bobby Petrino did 
uh, in terms of lack of recruiting and the kids the kids that left. And, and I thought last year you might start to see uh, Satterfield build this back up. Uh, I was a little concerned with, with what happened last year and, and then in the offseason. So if you can find seven, great. Uh, it's a strong under on seven, but it's still under at, uh, at six and a half if you can't find any sevens. Yeah, Caesars already has it down to six and a half. The thing with them was turnovers. I mean, they – I can't um, – the games I watched last year, they lost every game, I think, until the one of the last games um, against Wake Forest, uh, which they won, uh, and they didn't turn the ball over. Imagine that. That's that's yeah. how it goes. Um, yeah, that, that that side of the ACC, I mean, I, I, I get it. Um, but I do think it's improved. Um, and – yeah, I mean, with Satterfield there, he's got a lot of people to win over, um, and you got to think they're gonna they're gonna bring everything they have to try and you know get get in get in uh, people's good graces with a win over Ole Miss. But that's a lot easier said than done. Week one, yeah, okay, uh, that Monday night. Um, a couple others I just didn't pull the trigger on. Um, if we're gonna just touch on a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's one of my two wild cards this year. Um, there's two teams that I have eyes on, and I'll talk about the other here, but it's Texas. I love Sark. I love the staff that he brought in there. Um, I'm a believer in that. He's going he's gonna to get back to double-digit win seasons there. I just worry if the roster is, is deep enough to win more than eight games. Um, I, listen, he, you know, he, he's – he has he had the best case scenario, you know, in Alabama when he has the best guys at every position and has an advantage at every position on on every snap. Um, I do love how he's pointed out numerous times that every good team he's had and the staff he's had, he's had a thousand yard rusher. So I expect B. John Robinson to get the ball a ton. But when you look at that schedule, man, it is a tricky first couple games. I mean, when they go to Fayetteville, I'm not even talking about Louisiana Lafayette because we'll talk right. about that in the week one lines, but that game at Fayetteville, like those people are going to want blood. That is going to be a crazy atmosphere. I was thinking about the under there just because I, I, I think eight is the ceiling and that's the number. And then the other team, and listen, I know we're going to talk about him uh, as a, as a Heisman candidate is, is Sam Howell in North Carolina. Um, I love I, like, if I didn't go to Stanford, I was going to play for Mac Brown in North Carolina. I've said it many times before. I love w- what he's got back going there. Um, but when I look at Sam, uh, and I, listen, he's my favorite quarterback in, in the sport. There's no doubt about it. I just go back to the idea of him not having the guys to make him good, look as good as he's been. You know, he came and started as a freshman. Those four guys that got drafted, the two running backs and receivers, were upperclassmen. Last year, you know, they balled out and, and had a great year. Now he's got to go back to with younger guys, inexperienced. I know they do have the running back coming in from Tennessee, but 10 wins, I mean, that's a that's a high number with a lot of guys that Sam's got to get, you know, f- familiar with. I, I know they got the offensive line coming back, and I know Bateman really likes the youth that they have on the defensive side. But if I'm going to lean somewhere on Carolina um, – it that I, I would have to lean under there because I I just, I just think it, it I worry yeah. same thing with Texas the roster to win eleven games that's that's saying something they're because that probably, means you're you're going to the playoffs they're probably going to be favored in every game uh, with the exception at Notre Dame depending on how mm-hmm. 
yeah. the Irish do with Cohen. Like, I, 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 I just didn't hit on what you were talking about before. Like, I, I think their roster's loaded. I mean, yeah. the team that was on the field in the Orange Bowl against A&M mm-hmm. was really, really good. And uh, it's just the youth, they just wore down late. But uh, Garrens looks like he's going to be a star. You, you mentioned Kyle Ch- Ty Chandler coming in there. And yeah, yeah they're at VT, Virginia Tech to start, um, which is an interesting game. And I think the Hokies have their own problems. And and I think 10-2 and two is like worst case. In it. I mean, this is a team that just dominated Miami last year. And I, and I think uh, they're clearly the, the, the best team uh, in the Coastal. And if, if you're looking for like an alternative to Clemson to win the ACC, mm-hmm. like, like the way I would play it is – just bet Sam Howell to win the Heisman at fifteen to one. There because you go. North Carolina, because if North Carolina goes twelve and one and beats Clemson in the ACC title game, Sam Howell is going to win the Heisman Trophy, and, and you're going to get a heck. Fifteen to one is going to be a heck of a lot better uh, than what you're going to get on the money line for Tar Heels to beat uh, Clemson uh, in, in that game with, with that money line itself. So if you think the Tar Heels can do it, then then fifteen to one on Howell to win the Heisman is certainly not the worst. Uh, wager in the world the other couple of win totals that i was uh, uh kicking around i was kicking around tennessee uh under the six um it feels kind of pushy but gosh you mm. look at i mean maybe maybe michigan state but but was there a team out there that was ripped apart by the portal more than tennessee uh, I, I mean they uh Mm-mm. year one josh heupel so much going on uh, brutal schedule. Pitt is not a not a gimme non-conference game, so uh, I would uh, I'd maybe look at Tennessee under six. I don't think they win seven. They're certainly not going to win any of their four SEC road games, and they're certainly they're not, they're not a lot to beat uh, Ole Miss or maybe even South Carolina at home. So uh, I, I look at maybe under six on Tennessee, and then uh, under three and a half. I think it was on uh, on Northern Illinois. This is a team that uh, went winless last year. Uh, defensively, they were terrible, and you look. You look at the, they got Maine and Bowling Green at home, uh, but but after that, I think it's going to be they're going to be hard pressed to to find two more wins um, on that schedule. So that the uh, the NIU under three and a half would be another one that I would potentially be looking at. All right, for there's your matching uh, coverage there. Um, did you already? Uh, I want to get to. This. I have some bets that I've already placed. That mm-hmm. I wanted to get to the people. Did you already place the Howell? Yes. Okay. Uh, my Heisman uh, bet so far this year, and it's my other wild card this season. And I know uh, our producer, he might wake up when I say this name, but my biggest wild card is Cincinnati this year. Um, I, I just, I love what Fickle's done. I think they have a brutal taste in their mouth being that close. With Georgia last year, and people could say Georgia wasn't really playing that game, whatever. But to get on the field and be that close to beat a, a team that this year has a lot of chatter about a national championship in Athens, uh, I think Cincinnati is absolutely fascinating this year because they get the game in Indiana, because they get the game in South Bend. Um, talking to the Elite 11 guys and the quarterback guys in the offseason, Desmond Ritter is ready to take that step. And that's my Heisman guy right there. 28 to one Desmond Ritter, because if they run the table, I think he wins the Heisman trophy because he's going to be that big of a difference thing. Um, So I'm, 
I'm rooting for Cincinnati this year for that uh, scenario with Desmond Ritter. Uh, I think he's gotten better every year. I love how Fickle's built things um, from there where they used to be. You know, give the ball to the running back 30 times, and we'll figure it out offensively. You know, when, when Ritter was a freshman, was, I was reading, you know, Fickle tried getting Joe Burrow to come and be that guy in Cincinnati uh, to let Ritter, you know, learn under Burrow. And, you know, it didn't happen. Ritter had to play as a freshman. Uh, but I always trust um, Fickle with the defense. Uh, I know they lost the defense coordinator to Notre Dame, uh, which will be a huge storyline when they go to South Bend. But I'm fascinated by the capability and the possibility of what Cincinnati could do this year. So I have Desmond Ritter 28-1 to to win the Heisman. I think Georgia just failed to convert on on third and short again in the uh, in the in the Peach Bowl against Cincinnati. What a weird game that was! Because oh. statistically, Georgia just dominated the game, mm-hmm. but they just couldn't couldn't convert on third down and really uh, get an opportunity to, to get up big when 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 they could have. And uh, Cincinnati offensive line really struggled uh, in pass pro as well with a bunch of bunch of holding penalties. But that that was a uh, that was a really, really entertaining game uh, yeah. to, uh, to take in there. But yeah, hey, look, uh, it's certainly not the not the worst play. It's going to take them going undefeated, I, I think, to see mm-hmm. Ritter win the Heisman group because I mean, they're, they're not. I mean, voters nationally are not going to vote for Desmond Ritter if the Bearcats go Correct. ten and two and they lose at Indiana and Notre Dame in consecutive weeks. It's 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 before the season, Barry. You know, everybody's optimistic, and I'm yeah, totally. super optimistic I'm about you. the old Bearcats. And I get a little more interest in watching games at the historic Nipper Stadium. That's all. Love hey, historic Nipper. Not, not, nothing wrong with that. I'll be. I will be certainly rooting for the Bearcats on September the 18th. All right. To to win to win in Bloomington. <laughs> um, pin, 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 pin an L on the Hoosiers to. I have a couple other uh, futures that I bet uh, as far as the conferences. Did you do mm-hmm. anything yet on those conferences? I have not played any other conference stuff. I did play Georgia to win the title, um, just just because I thought the number was good, okay. um, and I think it's a situation where if they beat Clemson, the number is going to come down because they, they're going to be in a situation with a win over Clemson, and okay. if you lose to Alabama or whomever in the SEC championship game, you still potentially could uh, could get to the playoff. And, and, and I know you're tired of Georgia. A lot of people are tired of Georgia. But at the same time, like, the only who, – who, whose roster are you trading? Like, like maybe Alabama, Alabama mm. maybe Clemson. That's it. No. Georgia's roster is loaded. Uh, when Daniels finally was confident – that his knee was healthy. You, you saw what that offense could do. I, I think at some point uh, Pickens is going to be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't necessarily think he would be, but the word is that he's that he, he he's going to be back at some point. And, and they still have guys, Aaron Smith and some other guys on on uh, on offense that, that are going to be playmakers. So I am I, I play Georgia to win the title just because I don't think the number is going to uh, be better than what I was able to get it at before the year. Um. A couple other th- futures, and then I want to get into that Georgia Mora because I obviously want to talk about them uh, mm-hmm. in that game against Clemson. Uh, I bet I'm, I'm looking back at these dates. I, it must have been one of the first times I saw it. On May 30th, I saw posted odds to win the conference. I took Utah 
to win the Pac-12 at nine to one. And with that is my feel. I, you know, you look back and you, you know how feelings change. I still think that Pac-12 South is going to be a bloodbath. Like I just it feel is. like everybody's going to beat each other. And the idea of Charlie Brewer getting out of of Waco, you know, with Larry Fedora and that obviously not going well. And and shout out to Dave Aranda. I that's probably my favorite hire this offseason was uh, Aranda bringing in Grimes from uh, BYU and the O-line coach. And I think as far – I mean, you watch BYU, everybody talks about Zach Wilson, but what they did offensively, I, I just really like watching week in and week out. And now I, I, I do have my eyes on Baylor just because of that hire. Um, it's, it's interesting because to play doubles advocate, the flip side, you're not dealing with 24, 25-year-old offensive linemen now. Nope, 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 you're so, not. But the, the idea and, and the schematics of it, I, I do like just what they do uh, from that standpoint. Um, but with Brewer going back to him in, in Utah, uh, I like that fit. And, I mean, I'm going to get that price with Kyle Whittingham, like, to figure it out and, and how even things I, I, I think are going to be. You know, we do get Oregon coming in there, and I know USC doesn't have to play them. You touched on them uh, when you talked about Oregon. But I like that price of Utah. Uh, and the trust factor there. And the one other I had was Ohio State. I got at minus 180 to win the Big Ten. Um, I just saw that number, and I just – there isn't a game where they're not going to have more talent than the other one. Um, I trust Ryan Day with quarterbacks probably more than anyone in the country. Um, I do find it fascinating what's going to happen when they do name a starter and how many uh, – what are they that for? What do they got? Four, four on the depth chart there, Bucknut. Uh, currently, only three. Ewers has not uh, officially. He's not practicing yet, so only. But three. he's got his deal with the pop drink, right? From but Texas. he's got his uh, holy kombucha, or whatever it is. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but no, I, I think Ohio State is is you know, bear. We talked about it. Feels like the last five years about how you know Clemson when we I think it was three years ago when we had the preseason them to make the playoff. We just thought that they were so far superior right. um, in the ACC. I do think the teams are catching up to the, you know, Clemson, obviously you like in North Carolina as much as you do. Um, but I, I still think there's a gap with Ohio state in the rest yep. of that conference. So North Carolina is closer to Clemson than any yes. team is uh, right. to Ohio state in the, in the big 10. We agree on that. Believe Anything it. else before we get to week zero and week one. It's interesting. You, you hit you hit on the, um, the Pac-12 South, like you could really make a case. You could make a case for ASU. You can make a Anyone. case for US, USC. You can make a case for UCLA. Uh, mm-hmm. You can make a case for Utah, and, and I buy it. Yeah. You get, don't 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 try making a case for for Arizona. No, at like, least they like, went back to the old uniforms, though. Did you see that? That's true. Yes. That's, that's huge. Yes, that's huge. That, that that is that is a win. That is absolutely a win. But they they are they they they're they're a long way up. I, hopefully, fishing. And the excitement and the the energy of bringing in some some former stars there to kind of, I think it's a great up. hire. I, I do. Yeah. I I've heard him talk about the recruiting aspect, and you know he's. I mean, you want to talk about a coaching resume? Check out his. Look, look he's, he's been everywhere. With, the guys, he's been working with working with. It's a, it's a great list, and he, like people want to rip the hire. Like, I I don't think too many people were uh, were were running down to Tucson to to take that job with the with the mess that's been left behind there. So. Credit to him, and I hope he does well. Absolutely, I'm 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 really interested to see what he does. Now, listen, 
This is coming from a guy who graduated high school in 96, right? Arizona recruited me in Connecticut. Arizona. Like, that's that's the program that they had, you know? Like, and I think Jed Fish, with, with the guys in the, in the places that he's been, the people that he knows all over the country, that's, that's huge in recruiting. That was you know, still Tommy, him, right? That was still Tommy, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, it, it, it's, it's just crazy. It's, you know, I, I thought it was interesting. I heard an interview of him. Uh, he did um, where he's just talking about offensive line. And he's just like, Hey, I, I'll go, I'll call guys in Minnesota and show them what the beach is and what, or I should say what the, my pool looks like and what the setups we have down here in Tucson. They don't have any of that in Minnesota in, in the winter time. So uh, I do think uh, it was a good hire for Arizona. Um, yeah. You, you asked if I had anything else. One thing that I do have is uh, I, don't, I don't know how much of an, paying attention or listening or see, but uh, Chris Andrews and, and those guys at South Point mm-hmm. put up conference only wins. And wow. there are a bunch there that I really like. I, I, I love the, I love the idea. I love the concept that I'm hoping to get out there next week to be able to, to be able to play these because there, there are so many of these that I like more so than uh, just straight win totals. Like, Temple's Temple's uh, AAC win total is one and a half. Like, like, like they're not beating two teams. They barely beat South Florida last year, and, and they get South Florida and East Carolina on the road. Like, like Kansas is under one. It, it's a total free roll that they go winless in the in the in, in the Big Twelve. I mean, if they win one, five, they aren't going to win two. Uh, Bowling Green, you've get you've got it. We talked about them before. Uh, you got to beat Northern Illinois and, and Akron to to cover that um arizona we just talked about them they're one and a half uh, they're they lost 70 to 7 last year to asu mm-hmm. uh they're out of oregon i mean it's just not it's just it's not going to win two two pac 12 games tennessee in the sec there is three uh maybe you get you get vandy in south carolina but they're not going to win four mm. uh, vandy's one and a half is it just a Arkansas State is is for you on Monroe is one of it like there are a bunch of numbers out there on those South Point conference only win totals that are certainly worth taking a look at if you have uh, access to someone in Vegas and playing and I I, I, I give uh, Chris and those guys a, a shout out for for putting something unique like that up absolutely I have one uh, thought for you to ponder mm-hmm does Clemson, Georgia really mean anything As in the grand scheme of things? Looking down the road, does that game mean anything for the national championship? It means something. Some, it means something for the winner. I think the winner of that game gets a potential, I don't want to say mulligan, but they get an extra bargaining chip. They, 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 they get a nice little, uh, little uh, investment in the bank and the kitty to uh, potentially down the road where if they do happen to slip up late or later in the year, they can point to that win over the other team as a very strong resume builder uh, for the college football player. But, but, but I know exactly where you're headed. Because here's what I'm saying, Bear. Like we saw the preseason rankings come out, you know, today with the coaches poll and these five teams are going to be up there because we know what happens with the loser of this game. It's not going to drop them. And they're just going to continue to linger there with that one loss. It's just going to be it's just going to be the argument of well, whose roster would you rather have, and you know this and that. And I just 
I, I don't think it's that important. I, I, I get it. It's, it's two of the top, uh, what, five rosters in, mm-hmm. in the sport. But in the grand scheme, I'm really interested to see how much water it holds a, as the season goes forward. You mentioned the top five. Mm-hmm. I know those are obviously the top five title contenders. Mm-hmm. If you had to play, and I posed this question on Twitter, you have to play someone other than Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, or Georgia to win the national championship. Who are you playing? Iowa State. Okay. Basically came down to Iowa State, A&M, and Oregon were the, the most popular responses. And remember, too, I, I think what you need to look at is they were all on that that 30, 35, 40 to one type range. And and, and part of the, in essence, I, I think the bet is almost like who can make it. That way mm-hmm. you give yourself a Correct. potential. But, that's, that's but, I, I, but a but huge I, I just, factor. But I just, I don't think a and going to have to beat Alabama in college mm-hmm. station in order, in order to make the SEC championship. They're not going to make the playoff if they don't at least reach the SEC championship team. I, Iowa State obviously a good pick, and, and I thought Oregon had the best potential to potentially go twelve and one, and uh, and make the playoff and win the Pac twelve. That's why I thought uh, they would have been the uh, the team that I chose uh, at, at that number. So uh, just a just a good like water cooler conversation. I do think it's important for the Pac twelve for Oregon not to get buried, uh, but that's a lot easier said than done. When I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to get buried. The defense is good, man. You're dealing with a great defense and a quarterback who is going to be playing their, what, second career game? Last time we saw that defense, it got absolutely torched by, granted, an unbelievable offense. Ohio State still has the advantage of every single position on the floor except except one. And, and they could game plan for that defensive end, as Iowa State did. I mean – I didn't. I didn't think he he did much against Iowa State in that bowl game. That was like the vintage, perfect Iowa State like game mm-hmm. ever. Total, yep. total like complimentary football. We're just gonna, and that's why I love Iowa State. Like, if they if you want to get into a high score, fine, they can beat you that way. But they are just content. Second and six, third and two, first down, mm-hmm. forty-one minute time of possession, and just bludgeoning you. I mean, it's just, and that's what makes them so hard to play and beat is because teams aren't used to that anymore. Exactly. And it's, and I cannot wait for Iowa, Iowa State. I oh. cannot wait for that. Oh. I, I, I am saying a prayer every night that game day is in Ames for, 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 for that game. It, it would be the first time they're both ranked, right? And the, when they play. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's yes, crazy. They play early on, yeah, and we were there a couple of years ago for that game. It was yep. a weird, massive weather delay, and Iowa State really should have won, and they blew the lead. The punt mm-hmm. Turner botched the uh, – but, oh, man, I hope we are uh, – because that, that, that's going to – I mean, that game kind of sets the tone for them for the for the year. They haven't beaten Absolutely. the Hawkeyes in a, in a, in a while. If they, if they win that game, it's a massive boost. And if they happen to lose to Iowa again, who – Look, look, Iowa very easily last year could have gone undefeated. Oh, uh, no the doubt. Games that, the games no that doubt. they lost, I mean, blowing the lead to to Northwestern the way they did, and and, and losing it. Like, like, but again, you'll, 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 it's up to. I mean, Peters, the quarterback, is he going? He's going to be the guy. Yep. Um, you'll lose a lot of guys on that defensive front. 
But again, that's kind of what Iowa's been built on. Exactly. Just replacing guys like that. You do have to wonder, though, uh, with, with Coyle no longer there, uh, the strength and conditioning coach, like, mm-hmm. does that impact their player development some? And maybe they aren't as reloaded as normal. But secondary, secondary is going to be great. Oh. And you know you know they're going to be able to run the ball. So I can't I, – oh, I hope we're in Eames. Plenty – Plenty more on Iowa and plenty more on that. Uh, as we finish up here, something that sticks out week zero or week one, just a game. Week zero, there, there, there was really nothing nothing that looked that you don't like Burt. You don't like Burt plus seven at home against the Huskers? I can't, I can't go there yet. Huskers, I'm, I'm curious there. They, they, might be, they might be okay. To, to like, that, Illinois is in bad shape. I, I love Burt long term. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I, I don't know okay. right right off the bat. Uh, but week one, uh, Wisconsin minus the four and a half against Penn State. We hit on that game earlier. Last year was a total outlier for for yeah. really both teams, but even more so for Wisconsin. With the, well, when when Cohen left, I think the team kind of became a little bit divided because you couldn't really bench Mertz. You, you lose all those receivers. Now they're back. I, I think Wisconsin. I actually got a better number for it. Like, I, you know, it's been bent up to four and a half, but I would still still lay the four and a half. South Alabama plus one and a half against Southern Miss. Um, I touched on that a little bit mm-hmm. earlier with Kane Walmack being uh, down in Mobile. I think that defense, that they have a bunch of starters that are that are returning. Jake Bentley is uh, yeah. now their quarterback. Bentley. Major Applewhite is the offensive coordinator. Um, I just I think the wrong team is probably favored, so I'd like South Alabama. Uh, getting the point and a half against Southern Miss. And then we, I mean, I'm going to take a little bit of a, uh, a stab on FAU, getting 25 against Florida. Uh, FAU is a team that you got, you got 21 starters back. Uh, you got changes on, on offense with the offensive coordinator. And, and, and Johnson, the quarterback, coming in. Mike Stoops is a defensive coordinator. I don't think people realize that they were 10th like in the country last year in, in mm-hmm. scoring defense. Willie put together a nice little staff here uh, in his second year. Uh, in Boca, Florida, obviously, new wide receivers, new quarterback. Uh, it just seems – I mean, Mullen is, Mullen is just the quarterback whisperer and a great play caller. But at the same time, 25 in an opener against uh, uh, the, the, the pedigree of that, that coaching staff seems like a lot. So FAU plus 25 against Florida, South Alabama plus one and a half, and Wisconsin – Minus four and a half against Penn State were the uh, the early week one leans that I had. I think Carolina on the road in Blacksburg for the first time for fans to come back to a game on a Friday night is going to be absolute bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I look at Virginia Tech getting those points, and I know everybody makes a big deal of Sandman, but that thing is real uh, for a night game to start the year. And, I mean, that fan base – not being able when's, to go. To, I mean, I listen. I know nobody last, can go to games. When was the last home, big home game that they won? I'm just. I'm not, I'm not asking them to win. <laughs> I'm asking them to cover five and a half. That's all. I just look at that. I, I could just see that being a being a close game and Howell having the ball in his hands with a chance to, to win the game late. As I as I think about it right now, and the other one that sticks out to me is Week One, San Jose State plus sixteen at the Coliseum. San Jose State thrives off of of getting these chances to play the California Pac-12 schools. And trust me, I learned it firsthand um, losing to them when I played. Uh, that's 
That's a that's a perfect game for San Jose State to have all offseason looking forward to to start their season. So that's that's an eye opener to me. Uh, I do look at week zero at UCF hosting Boise. Um, that's that's fascinating to me because I I'll tell you, I'm looking at the talent on these top teams in the American. And like I, I talked about Cincinnati, how much I love them. Like I look at UCF and like I, I honestly wonder. Like, if you had a four-team tournament with, like, the top four teams from the American and the top four from the Pac-12, is there is there any difference? Because I think they could go toe-to-toe. Like, I think Cincinnati could play with Oregon, no doubt. Okay, no doubt. give you that. UCF could play with USC. Is that, is that who you're going with? I guess that would be the team, right? Right. I do think Navy, Navy season win total comes down to Army-Navy. I looked at that. Yeah, Navy was so bad last year. I know. But that was – they just started off bad. And- All right, so as I said, we'll be here. Oh, you know what? Let's do the Big Mike Happy Recap just in case people skipped. Um, I got Penn State under nine, Toledo over eight and a half, BC over seven, Kansas State over five and a half, UConn over two and a half. And – Desmond Ritter to win the Heisman, 28 to 1. Utah to win the Pac 12 at 9 to 1. Ohio State minus 180 to win the Big Ten. I got Oregon under Oregon over nine. I'm so used to playing under, so just Freudian slip. <laughs> Oregon over nine. Indiana under eight. Old Dominion under three and a half. Louisville under seven. Uh, I also played at six and a half, but I bet it at seven. And uh, you Monroe under one and a half. Uh, week one, we talked about Iowa minus five against uh, Indiana potentially, um, but definitely Wisconsin minus four and a half against Penn State, South Alabama plus one and a half against Southern Miss, FAU plus 25 against Florida. Um, also talked about maybe Northern Illinois under three and a half win total. Um, I bet Sam Howell win the Heisman at 15 to one, uh, thinking that if they get to the uh, ACC title game and win, and they win, he's going to do it. And then uh, all of those wonderful uh, conference-only props. Should we? Do we have time to rip through a couple of maybe cherry pick some Twitter questions from uh, from yesterday? Absolutely. Because we've just done any, on anything. But, but, uh, let's see. Um, tell me how Tennessee can win seven. Uh, they can't. I can't. Uh, they already hit on. Somebody said six. take a time machine back to '98. <laughs> they ain't wrong. No. Is FSU, is FSU the nation's biggest wild card? No, I don't think they are. I think that win total is right about right. I can't see them being like like five and a half is probably right. I don't think that's like a nine and three type team. I think they're somewhere in that five and six range. This is for you, Steve. Uh, is, is Notre Dame over eight and a half a trap? What do you think about your Irish? Really didn't hit on them. It's tough because that first game, I, I, I think it's, what was that, like three years ago when they went to Louisville? Remember that crazy game? Yeah. Yeah. Louisville, jumped, first game. Yeah. Louisville, Louisville jumped, jumped out on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, you know, slowly methodically got back in it and book w- was good. And, and that, um, listen, I, I, I see Cone um, as a different quarterback in Notre Dame. I love Notre Dame's weapons they have on offense, man. I, I, I mean, they got some difference makers at running back, receiver. Uh, the tight end's going to be a stud, um, or he already is a stud. To me, is is the defense against what Norv like if Norvell comes out with Mackenzie Mill and he's 100 percent and like you don't know what's coming 
Like that, that, and and, and if that crowd is into the game, that's a, that's a big spot for Notre Dame week one. So I'm going to wait and hold off because I want to see as far as the season win total, I guess I would go over. Um, but like the Wisconsin game is huge. Carolina is huge. Maybe I would lean under. I don't know. It's a, I think it's a really good number. Kent State over five and a half regular season wins. And you like Toledo. I love Toledo this year. I'm not sure about Kent State. Any non-quarterback Heisman plays. Last year I had Jalen Waddle and I had the mm. wrong Alabama wide receiver. So that worked out well. Um, I know Brees Hall's the, the common answer, but I think he and Purdy yeah. will probably split. Kyron Williams, I guess, if Notre Dame has a great year, could be. Yeah. Yeah. Could be someone. Yeah. Bucknut, is Ohio State going to the playoff? Yeah. I mean, you're really asking that question? Yeah. Yeah. They're, yes, they're, I mean, yes, they're, yes, they're going to the playoffs. There's nobody in the Big Ten. Like, I have concerns about the defense. Are they going also, undefeated? Yes. Yeah. I answered the question for him. Is Alabama going undefeated? Regular season, yes. yes. They, lose the, they lose the SEC championship game to Georgia. Wow. Is Georgia undefeated when they play Alabama? No. Get back to me on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we'll do. We'll start with conference previews uh, next week, and then we'll dive into some more numbers as far as conferences and division winners, and maybe we'll maybe we can pick a dog, uh, pick a dog in each conference that we like to take a shot on uh, yeah, with some exactly. futures yeah, too. It, we don't want to give you. We're not here for chalk. I got enough hey, chalk out in my driveway with lay my girls. Seven hundred with Clemson. Not that, uh, <laughs> lay lay, lay five hundred with, with Ohio State. Yeah, no, let's, uh, yeah. Let's right. give you throw a little underdogs out there. All right, my man. Um, that'll do it for us. Bear, take us away. Oh, it's been too long since I was able to say that. The less you bet, the more you lose when you win. You can listen or follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. <laughs>